I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. This is an evolution. Exactly. So uh, before we get into the the main meat of this episode, we have a little housekeeping to do. Apparently in episode one, at the beginning, I said that we were going to learn why Chris and I are, or Chris and I, why we're together in the Skype chat. And then we never actually talked about how we, (laughs) how we met or anything. And we're not going to get too detailed about it because it's going to be on a future episode in probably very massive detail since I met you at a job. Yep. So yeah, I met I met Chris while working at Best Buy. Um, we'll talk about all that when we get to the Best Buy episode of Tip to Tip. That's not this episode. <laughs> this is the U.S. Research Company episode, which boy is that a generic sounding fucking name? Man, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think U.S. Research Company did? Uh, it sounds like a telemarketing company. Oh boy, you animal. Did you already know? Did you <laughs> I know did. about this job? No, I didn't. <laughs> so real quick, just to do an inventory, take inventory. You knew that I worked at McDonald's, right? Before yes. before we started doing this. You were aware of that. You were aware that it was my first job. Well, don't give away all the goods. Well, I know. I'm just asking. We already talked about McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to go into like other jobs. So we I was just going to ask if you... If, if that's where it stops for you, if it goes McDonald's and then Best Buy, and you have no idea what was between there except for random stories I've told you no, throughout I, the years. No, I got some other stuff, yeah. Okay, so there's a few others in there you know about, but don't know what order they're in or... Cool, this will be fun. So U.S. US Research Company <laughs> uh, would have been 1992, I think. U.S. Research Company is, or was, I don't think it exists anymore. It's a telemarketing, kind of, it's phone surveys. So, like, essentially, you're at a mall somewhere, and someone's like, hey, here's a new fun product for you to try, and then in in a week or a month or some fixed amount of time, someone's going to call you and ask you questions about this. So you basically get to use the product for free, and then people hired by U.S. Research Company are are going to call these people and ask them questions about the product. But the surveys that we did were all kinds of crazy. Like they, they were, they ran the gamut and we'll talk about a couple of them in a minute. <laughs> but I got the job because, um, yeah, at some point, so I, I had the job at McDonald's and I didn't work again for a while. And I basically just, you know, lived on the cheap and didn't buy myself things. And then eventually I wanted to be able to buy myself things and decided it was time to get a job. And, a guy I worked, I went to school with, by the name of Matt, had a job at this place, and he, there was like seven or eight people that we went to school with that worked there. It was like all high school kids, and then a couple of you know old timers and randos. Where is this place? It was if you went south on Wolf Road, past, um, so you know where Powaki Airport is. Mm-hmm. 
on the other side of Wolf Road, there's like an industrial area, a bunch of like warehouses and shit. It was in that area. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember the name. The name of the street was like Marquart or something like that, but it was, it was right off of Wolf there in that industrial area across from the airport. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember what? it. Just really yeah, quick. I'm yeah. Gonna tell, I'm going to tell a funny story because. Hit me. Do you know there's a Harper College campus over where you're talking about? On the mm-hmm. other side of Pelwaukee Airport? Okay. Yeah, that one. I think that that campus is south of Pelwaukee, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct, like you, yeah. Like if you kept going down Wolf from like where you lived and it'd be on the left after the airport, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, so just a, a little further south over there, there's like townhomes and this stuff. Is, by the way, this has now become Geography, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. It's my if, fault. It's my fault. If you don't know Wheeling, then you're kind of <laughs> fucked. Listen, get a map and have some fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's some townhomes and stuff over there. And this was when I was working for the moving company. How How familiar are you with the movie A League of Their Own? Not that. I know what it is. I've seen it like once a million years ago and I know who's in it. Okay. So I know there's no know, crying in baseball. There's absolutely no crying in baseball. So do you know the woman who's like supposed to be the ugly one and they're they're like they keep her in the outfield and like that kind no. of thing? Okay. If it's not Madonna, Gina Davis, or Tom Hanks, uh, I'm out. All I right. could look it up on IMDB and then maybe figure it out. Right. Go ahead, keep telling well, your story. Well, you might want to just cut this whole fucking thing out because I know <laughs> this is the best part. Because <laughs> I thought that you would know it because you know a lot of stuff about movies. And I everything. do, but that movie is not high on my list of shit I care about. Okay, so if I say the actress's name, will you remember? No, it's not Rosie O'Donnell, is it? It's definitely not Rosie O'Donnell. Okay, then I don't know. There's there's there's, of- there's a whole scene where they. The Scout and Gina Davis and the chick from Tank Girl. Lori Petty. Yes. They go I met her up. once. I met her once. Where? A million years ago. Uh, one of the jobs we're going to get into, and I'll save it for that episode. <laughs> All right, cool. So, <laughs> whatever. The, the They went to see uh, this girl try out, and whatever, she's supposed to be ugly. You know, John Lovitz, like, freaks out when he sees her. Because um, she's ugly? Because she's ugly or supposed to be ugly. Oh, man, that guy should never freak out about anybody else. Mm. Go on. <laughs> um, so basically, this woman later in the film uh, falls in love with some dude. I moved that dude. He's an actor, and he does a lot of theater in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean... It was me, in that area? Yeah. And I was I was like... I knew he was an actor because he, cause he had like shit all over the walls. And I was like, dude, were you in a league of their own? <laughs> He had, le- he, had, he had the League of Their Own shit all over the walls? No, I mean, he's done a he lot had, like, of... feces all over his walls? <laughs> yes, there's shit all over the walls. No, there was like... You could tell he was an actor because there was shit all over his walls. <laughs> that's why That's why living in LA is so stinky. Exactly. All these actors with shit all over their walls. <laughs> no, there's like uh, film posters and different things like that. He hasn't done okay. a lot, like a whole lot of movies, but... He's yeah. done a lot of theater and stuff, so... I probably, if if you showed me him, I'd know who he was. But it's been so long since I thought I saw that movie that... When, when's the last time you saw that movie? Um, probably six months. And thank you for listening to The League of Their Own cast. Yes, ex- Chris. exactly. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, where was I? U.S. Research Company. So this guy, Matt, who I was acquainted with from uh, high school... 
he basically said, hey, if you need a job, we're talking about jobs. Hey, if you need a job, you know, this place hires everybody. You know, this guy works there. This guy works there. These people work there. And so I don't remember an interview. I'm sure there was like a meet and greet kind of a thing, but I don't think there was like a sit down real interview. I don't remember it if there was. Yeah. Um, but I know that me and two of my best friends got hired all the same time there. And so <laughs> so we started working <laughs> and it, it's like a it's like an office with a bunch of cubicles and everybody gets their own desk and their own phone. That kind of a deal. Right? Like, like not, legit cubicles? Well, like half. No, more like 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 partitioned desks. Sure. And it's not like your desk. It's just your desk for when you're there and then you leave and somebody else takes it because I think that place ran like around the clock. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the surveys, I remember the first survey that we got hired to do. Essentially what would happen was you'd get a script and essentially there'd be like a paragraph that you'd have to read. So you introduce yourself. Hi, this is Lou calling from U.S. Research Company in Chicago, Illinois. Blah, 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 blah. And you start to like read the script and it's generally going to, if it's a cold calling kind of a thing, which occasionally it was, the first one I did was a cold calling one. Yeah. Um, they used to call it NBC because I think that NBC, the, the television network, like sponsored it somehow because it was all about like made for TV movies and shit. So we'd call people and describe them two different TV movie plots and then they'd tell us which one they'd prefer to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. And ask them questions like why. And a lot of this job was about why. When So people would try to give you the like simplest answers they could. And, and essentially they try to stop talking to you. Yeah. Because that's you're not paying them for their time. And so our job was try to get more detail out of them as, mm-hmm. as often as we could. But the very first one I did, I remember, the only thing I remember about it is that I was describing a made-for-TV movie where truckers high on amphetamines were driving across country. <laughs> and I just remember, said it? <laughs> yeah, I remember like truckers high on amphetamines and I would like get into it. Truckers high on amphetamines. Like trying to make it sound exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember that was the first, <laughs> the first one I did. Uh, and it was cold calling. So I like 90% of the people you call hang up on you before you even get three sentences in. Ugh. And then the other ones are like, okay, but they're not giving anything. And then there's those weirdos who won't get off the phone. Essentially you're their chance to have a new friend. Oh, no. So yeah, but this, the, the most memorable campaign I did was for Twizzlers pull and peel. <laughs> so, you know, you're familiar <laughs> with Twizzlers obviously, right? Yeah. And do you, are you aware of their pull and peel variety? It's been around I, for about 20 years now. Yeah. I remember when that shit came out. Yeah. Yeah. So we would call people who apparently had been given samples of this Twizzlers pull and peel at like a mall somewhere. It wasn't even in Chicago. There was like randomly all over the country anywhere. So um, we would call these people who knew we were going to call. And so we'd ask for them by name and then we'd try to get them to talk to us about the Twizzlers pull and peel. <laughs> but it was like, the question would be like, what did you like about the Twizzlers pull and peel? And they'd say, it was good. And you'd say, what about it was good exactly? And they'd say, <laughs> and they'd say the flavor. And you'd say, what exactly did you like about the flavor of Twizzlers Pull and Peel? And then they'd say, the taste. And then you'd say, <laughs> what, did what you else did you like about What else did you like about Twizzlers Pull and Peel? And then they would say, the color. And then you'd say, what about the color exactly did you like? <laughs> and you'd have to like double ask every question because they give you these really vague answers. And if we brought a survey that had those kind of answers, the manager would bitch at us. Um, but it was like that, just... Imagine that conversation happening for four hours <laughs> straight. It was kind of awful. 
Um, that's that's a job that I would leave. I think. Um. Yeah. It was. It was a challenge. It was better than McDonald's. It didn't what did, stink. Would you? What did you get paid? That. I mean, I'm sure it was minimum wage, but at that point, minimum wage was probably closer to four bucks an hour. It was in that vicinity. It was. It was definitely more than three. It might have even been a little more. It might have even been a little more than that. It wasn't more than five. It was definitely between four and five in that vicinity. Um, yeah, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> That's so but, crazy to imagine you're sitting there doing that for 20 bucks a day before taxes. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I you know, I didn't know any better. It was essentially like, OK, I had one basis of comparison and it was no one asked me if I was a boy or a girl. And oh. I didn't, you know, nobody like made me call them grandma. <laughs> nobody wanted a couple lettuce. So, but uh, something else I remember that was kind of fun, kind of funny. After we got comfortable there, we started to fuck around, right? And it was all high school kids mostly. So yeah. we would be, we could hear each other in the background and we started to try to make each other laugh. So like to give you an idea, the standard greeting, greeting that I would say is, hello, this is Lou calling from U.S. Research Company in Chicago, Illinois. I was wondering if you had a few minutes to answer some questions for me today. That was like the classic intro. Sure. Um, and so we would start to try to uh, take it up a notch with the names. <laughs> so, for, so for instance, I'd suddenly become Klaus on a call or Eduardo or the ever popular Lorenzo. <laughs> But we would all be trying to, like, think of a slightly funnier name, but that would still kind of fit in to, to, to you know, like it wouldn't completely draw out. The, the person on the other line would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Say but, it, like, just loud enough so whoever can hear you. Uh, exactly, exactly. And I remember the guy that... that Help me get the job, Matt. I heard him from his cubicle say, "Hi, hi. This is John Claude Van Damme calling from U.S. <laughs> Research Company." And I was like, "Well, fuck. I don't know how I'm going to top that." And then my next call, I said, "Hello, this is Norm from Cheers <laughs> from U.S. Research Company." And I couldn't even finish the sentence because I started laughing. And the person on the other side, at the end of the line, didn't even hang up. They're like, waited for me to stop laughing. They're like, I'm sorry, I just don't have time tonight. <laughs> I remember thinking that was so funny. It's so ridiculous. This is Norm from Cheers calling. <laughs> so stupid. <clears throat> this is why I remember it, because I remember it making me laugh so hard at the time. I got off that call and I was just dying laughing. Yeah, so we had some fun. <laughs> That's some really fun funny, thing. dude. I mean, it's, and here's the thing. <laughs> I was actually not too bad at the job. And the reason why I say that is, so the manager of this place was uh, like a 50-something-year-old woman named Joan. Mm. And she was like British. You know, she had a proper British accent. Nice. And she had like a... It was, that's where the nice ended. She had, like a, <laughs> she had like a smoker's kind of a smoker's rasp, you know, like one of those. She had a real gravelly voice and she kind of had, she had like longish hair, but it was m like salt and pepper, mostly salt, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember uh, we had, so we started, me and one of, the, one of the friends that got hired, I guess we were doing pretty well. And so she would like bring us into her office to like chit chat with us occasionally. And I remember one time she brought us in there and we were just, we were just talking about like whatever. She's asking us a question like, oh, so you guys go to Wheeling High School. Oh, what's that like? Blah, blah, blah. 
And then I remember she started talking about how she had a pool at her house. Oh. And if we ever wanted to come over, you know, we were more than welcome to come over and, and use her pool. And me and my friend, I remember, I don't know, I remember if it was like how she said it or what she said, but I remember looking at my friend. And being <laughs> like, like right after she said it? As she, yeah, like as she's saying it, I remember looking at him like, is she hitting on us? <laughs> like, is this... Does this woman want to fuck? <laughs> and like, had she been even slightly attractive, there's a good chance like we would have uh, gone swimming, <laughs> right? But she was, she was not, she was not attractive, and so we never went swimming. All right, so you're working at American Research Company, U.S. Research Company, U.S. Research Company. You were very close. I know. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> What is the goal? When do you know that you've done enough to, like, you, Jones standards? Right. You're trying to complete a certain amount of surveys in your shift. Okay. So if somebody hangs up on you, it's not a completed survey. You're trying to... You, you have essentially, like, a call list, and you're just trying to get through as many numbers as you can. But ideally, the more numbers you get through, probably the less surveys you'll have. Mm-hmm. So as long as you had a certain kind of completion rate, it wouldn't be a problem. And really the standard was just like, do your best. And if it's not good enough, we'll have a talk. Mm. You know, I don't remember there being like metrics or anything. She didn't sit us down with a spreadsheet and say it now. But one thing that did happen <laughs> was they would listen in on calls. Sure they which would. Which is obvious. But at 15, when I was saying, this is Norm from Cheers calling from US Research Company, <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that there's a chance that Joan was listening to that call. And apparently she wasn't because at some point, so they would have surveys that were like higher value clients yeah. and they would have essentially a lot less of a, a smaller sample pool. So for instance, they'd have, instead of 50,000 phone numbers, they'd have 40 names on a list and she would split these 40 names between like her four best callers surveyors, whatever we were called. And then we would call 10 people each and do these really like long form involved surveys about jewelry and all kinds of like high class shit. Like I remember one of them was a really, really fancy restaurant somewhere where we were asking a bunch of questions about the menu and all kinds of shit. But anyway, so these were like high value uh, clients and she would only put people who were good on it. So she brought me and my friend, one of the two guys I got hired with into the office and basically told us, okay, you guys are good enough that you kind of qualify for this extra tier. There was no extra money or anything like that, but it was essentially like, bravo guys, you, you've, you, you're good enough that we're going to have you do these, um, these extra special surveys or whatever. And so we're talking in our office and then I remember one of us was like, you know, um, what about our, our other friend? You know what I mean? Like, is he also going to be doing, cause it was, we were like the three musketeers, you know, we were very kind of at the hip, you know, we were always together, those kind of friends. And so we're like, well, what about the other guy? You know? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> he's, like, he's not really quite at the level um, that we're going to offer that to him. And we're like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, let me show you. And this is where it got kind of hinky. Cause at that point, a normal manager would say like, yeah, that's, it's not important. Move on. And then she we let you leave the office. She let us listen. <laughs> So she, she turned it on, like she had the phone in her desk. She put it on so we could hear our friend doing a survey, just like a, one of the normal surveys. And <laughs> it was, it was out of control. It was so, 
like I remember at the time when I was doing surveys, I would get kind of nervous, like, oh, like I hope I don't fuck this up. I'm talking to strangers. I'm not that good at, you know. And I remember feeling like, oh, I wonder how much of an asshole I sound like, right? Yeah. And one of one of the things about these surveys is, you know, you'd have six or seven pages, maybe more, of dialogue. And if they answered this way, you had to flip to page three. And if they answered this way, you flip to page four kind of a thing. It's like sure. choose your own adventure almost. Yeah. Right? So if they, if they said, if you asked them like, oh, have you ever, you know, spent the night at a Best Western motel? And they say no, you have to flip to page three and skip all the Best Western shit and ask them the next question, right? Um, so we're listening to our friend do his <laughs> survey. And I don't remember what the survey was, but it was, it was so, it, it was like, out of a Woody Allen movie or something like he was so it was so awkward and like fumbling over his words and start starting and stopping sentences like and then like midway through a thought he just changed directions and he'd be like apologizing and asking wait hang on a second oh, wait give me a second God. and you'd hear the pages like fluttering as he's like turning them trying to find where he was in the survey and did you get to like watch him while he was doing it no he was it was like around a corner we couldn't <laughs> see him so like from her office we couldn't see him but oh we listened God. for like a good 10 minutes probably of just him just fumbling in the dark basically Were and it's so laughing? We were we were laughing so hard as it was, was Joan? as was Joan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, like it was so it was so awkward and wrong. And I remember thinking it was hilarious. And then as soon as we left that office, feeling like I had cheated on him. You know what I mean? Like oh, I have this secret, and it's so gross, and we're gonna have to tell him, and it's gonna be so <laughs> embarrassing, and it's gonna be embarrassing for us and for him. And we were all good enough friends that there was no way we weren't gonna tell him, right? But it was just like, oh, that sucks. That like we should have excused ourselves politely instead of like gleefully enjoying <laughs> the shenanigans. The thing that's the funniest about it is he's he's way smarter than either of us. Like he, out of the three of us, he's the guy that that has his shit together in terms of scholastically and you know he, he when talking to adults he's the one out of the three of us that would you know handle adults well yeah. it was just so weird like something about that and maybe we just caught him on the worst call of his life but I mean she was ready to let it was like check it out like and I'm like thinking like what that's, why would that's you that's fucked up but really why would funny. you why would she let these 15 year old kids hear that it was it's crazy why would she invite around. you guys to go swimming she wanted fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think she I think she did. I really did. She smelled like an ashtray all oh. the time. So you guys oh. didn't go swimming? We did not go swimming. I remember like I f I feel like afterward we talked about like should we? Like just for the story? Would it is it worth it just to like have a weird story? And she just was rough. She was rough. <laughs> That was a no. And you guys are and you guys were non-smokers. It was a pretty hard pass. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing that's funny. She didn't like offer us beer or weed, you know, which to us wouldn't have mattered, but to you know, when you're like a 50-year-old woman hitting on 15-year-olds, I feel like that's that should be your go-to. Right? She she didn't have any Poland peel for you. <laughs> What exactly did you like about the Twizzlers Bullenbule? The taste. The taste. The flavor. <laughs> the flavor. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, well, and really quick, can I just say, yeah. like, I mean, that job's terrible, right? Anyone that yeah. goes to work at a telemarketing company is like, all right, this is going to be awful. 
and then you go there and it's 10 times worse than you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So they give you more responsibility. You think that they would throw a little bonus your way if you did this or you did that. Maybe you'd, th- I mean, you'd think, but you're I, also kids. I mean, if we were adults. It might've been different. Yeah. I mean, one of my sisters worked at a place just like that yeah. in high school. And I is remember, chance, is there any chance she worked at us research company? No, because it was down Dundee past Buffalo Grove road. <laughs> Geography, the podcast. Yes, it was West. <laughs> it was West on Dundee Road, but um, yeah. I mean, I remember her saying that she would get a little bonus for, you know, yeah, getting well, more surveys done or more I response, mean, whatever. As time goes, like labor laws get tighter and things get better. Maybe they're having a harder time keeping people. Yeah. This place would just hire anybody and the turnover rate was crazy and it was always new people. It was essentially a bunch of high school kids and then a bunch of people who looked like the background cast of The Office. There's like <laughs> a bunch of Stanleys and um, Tobys and fucking... Who's a uh, crazy old guy? There was... It was Creed. This, I, all Creed. These, well, there was... Yeah, Creed. There was this, all these random adults just scattered in the office that I never talked to a single fucking one of them. They were always there just lurking and doing the, the same job we were doing. Oh, probably for the same money. That's which weird. is crazy to think about too. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> the final story I'm going to tell you about this job. So we, I think I probably only worked there for about four months, three or four months. It wasn't that long. But um, I think I, we were talking about at McDonald's about jerking off and how I didn't jerk off at that job. Yes. Th- this was the first job that I jerked off at. And I don't remember, I think it started out kind of as a goof because, you know, it's all all our, all our of us friends working together and, you know, the three of us were very uh, open about that stuff. Right. Were you were you and your friends very open about that shit when you were, like, no. 14, 15? No. And, and that's... Did nobody admit it? You were all like, I don't, I don't beat off. I mean, we talked about beating off, but it wasn't... I know how you are and it wasn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it became like that for me, but it was definitely like that. And so we would kind of joke about it with each yeah. other and, and it became like a thing like, oh, we should fucking have like a quick jerk session, you know, <laughs> like, kind of like, you know, <laughs> get the, get the, get the bugs out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> clean out the pipes. Exactly. And so, yeah, like midway through a shift, like we'd retire to the bathroom, go into the stall and rub one out. And at the same time? No, no. It was like oh. just, you know, randomly throughout the throughout the shift, we'd like each, you know, at different times, independently of each other. But then afterwards, it'd be like, oh, did you, you bust one out today? You know, like kind of thing. It was like sort of a funny thing that, like we did it mostly because it was funny. Right. But then also it's fun to jerk off. Right. But it became, I don't remember which one of us like made a joke in front of the other, like the other high school kids that we went to school with that yeah. worked there. <laughs> But one of us definitely did because it became like everybody in the office knew that occasionally the three of us would were going into the bathroom and jerking off just randomly throughout the day. It's like punching in. Kind of, yeah. And, and you know, some of them thought it was funny. Some of them thought it was disgusting and were scumbags. <laughs> that kind of a, it run the gamut of uh, reactions. Sure. But the, <laughs> the moment when I knew that we'd gone too far <laughs> was, so one of the people that um, I went to high school with was this kid this guy Phil and uh so Phil was uh an Asian 
gentleman. I think, I think he's Chinese. <laughs> Asian gentleman. <laughs> yeah, a fifteen-year-old <laughs> Asian gentleman. <laughs> He's he's he was a really he was a really cool guy. He's a really nice guy, but he was very um, he was like the 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 guy that hung out with us that was sort of the the normal one. Like was he uptight? We were all weirdos, huh? Was he uptight? Not uptight, but he just was not like he came from a more. I think his parents were religious to a degree, and he he was like a, his dad was a martial artist, and he was a martial artist, and they were all very like. I kind of what you'd picture from an Asian American kid, you know, like he Reserved. he liked music, he was into stuff, but he was a good kid, you know what I mean? He didn't fuck around, he didn't like do bad shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was he was more uptight than we were, that's for sure, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily a negative thing to say about him, meaning. But anyway, he was he's a really nice guy and he's not somebody that I would like joke around about beating off with too much cuz <laughs> I don't wouldn't want to make him you know too uncomfortable. Right. But I remember I'm I'm taking a leak. I'm standing at the urinal taking a leak and he he comes in the bathroom and he sees me and he like panics and flips around. He's like, "Oh my, I'm so sorry." And he leaves like I and like I was jerking off. <laughs> Cuz normally when you walk in the bathroom and somebody's taking a leak at the urinal, you just go to the other urinal or the stall or whatever and like it's not it's not weird. It's not like a one there wasn't one toilet in the bathroom. It was like a multi multi toilet bathroom. But he saw me and he like he reacted like he caught me and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And he like left. And I was like, "He thinks I'm jerking off." <laughs> and he's like, "He thinks I'm jerking off in front of a urinal?" <laughs> I was like, what? what? Totally Seinfeld Seinfeld Yeah, I I shook it off and I went out and I was like, dude, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. He's like, no, you don't have to explain. It's fine. I I don't, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, I I could not convince this dude I wasn't beating off into a urinal. (laughs) And I remember thinking, all right, we took it too far. Like this guy's scared to go in the bathroom because he might catch one of us jerking. Well, that's weird. I think it's awesome. But I, I can't believe he caught you beating off in the bathroom. I wasn't beating. <laughs> I mean, that would I be bet you, that would be even I, funnier if that's like what you guys if did. He, if he remembers that, I bet you he remembers it as he caught me beating off in the bathroom. You, you're always going to be the guy that he. I'm going to be the guy. Into you want to know what's funny? I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a segue story that's in the same vein and this is really personal and pretty disgusting but I'm going to tell you and also anybody who listens to this, <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah. Um this is it's so embarrassing but it's very apropos of what we're talking about. So <laughs> I don't even know how to tell you. I don't you even this. know what you're going to say. So in do you remember when you started jerking off like how what age range uh, yeah, I think I was 13, actually. That and sounds it, about right. Yeah. So I was definitely in that vicinity. I have a couple of, like, early memories, but I remember that I started jerking off before I actually could come, mm-hmm. like, ejaculate. So I would do what, it, what you know, I'd do the motion until I had the sensation of an orgasm, but nothing would come out. Whoa. And I didn't know that that was a thing because I hadn't really watched porn yet or anything. Yeah. I'd seen yeah. pictures. Like I saw, you know, like when I grew up, there was a, we had like a tree house out kind of in this field in like a kind of a ravine. And one time we came there and there was like fucking porny, porno mags there. Like older kids had taken over our tree house and left their stash. So we all were looking at hustlers and shit and full spread eagle, everything. Like nothing, no penetration, but definitely like lots of pink. But uh, so I, I'd seen stuff, but I hadn't seen a man ejaculate. So I didn't know that was a thing. 
And then, <laughs> so anyway, when I when I first started jerking off, it was I like to call them dry <laughs> dry jacks. <laughs> And so because they were dry, I could do them. I could do stealth. So I sat oh. in, the, in the very back corner of my math class in seventh grade. And I would play, I definitely would play pocket pinball. And so I would basically finish in my pocket to completion in class. Like during class, I would I would jerk off. I didn't do it every day, but I did it enough. <laughs> So the and, qu- the question is, not did someone see you, but who and how many people saw you? I got to imagine. Well, here's the thing that's funny. I went to high school with most of those kids, right? So yeah. we, we went to Holmes Junior High, and then we went on to Wheeling High School. And the girl that sat kind of right next to me in that class, and yeah. it wasn't like right next to me. She wasn't like in my lap, but it, she was, if someone was going to see the motion, like my elbow moving in a rhythmic fashion, it was probably this girl. Right. And we were seated in alphabetical order in that class by last name. And then through an all of high school, our lockers were like two away from each other. Yeah. Because we had the same first letter of our last names. And I never, I never talked to that girl. We weren't friends. We weren't even acquaintances. We never had a conversation. But I remember her being in that class with me. And I remember her having a locker next to mine for four years and every single day when I looked at her I was like she knows <laughs> she fucking knows but I feel like that's the kind of thing that if let's say she did see yeah right and then she's like oh there's that guy who used to jerk off in math class like a fucking disgusting pervert and then she would only have to tell one person and that would go around the school like wildfire it's sure. high school so the fact that nobody ever was like hey I heard you used to jerk off in pre-algebra means it's very unlikely that either she never saw it or she never said it. But either way, I thank her from the bottom of my heart. She (laughs) saved it for herself. I mean, she never even gave me any inclination that she wanted to say hi to me. There was no moment of like, I I remember her name. I'm not going to say it, but I remember it. And I remember thinking she was kind of cute. <laughs> she she was someone I definitely would have talked to. Right. But I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, okay, you are and me, we're going to keep this secret apparently. And my the price I'm paying for you not telling is I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> so for four years, I never said hi to her. I never looked at her. I never fucking made eye contact with her. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> and their lockers were like literally two away the whole time. So weird. But anyway, yeah. So now everybody knows I used to jerk it in. And dude, the the worst was when I started to ejaculate. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it in public anymore. Okay, so Game over, you, man. You <laughs> Game <found> over. <laughs> you found that out at home, right? It wasn't like a class session. I don't remember the first time it happened, but yeah, it wasn't like a I don't have an awesome story yeah. for you. It, it must have happened at home because otherwise I'd be telling you a really funny story about how I accidentally came in my jeans, <laughs> which I, I have. I accidentally <laughs> come in my jeans. but, <laughs> but I, It happened, Chris. I came it, in my slacks. It definitely happened. I definitely, I definitely was, uh, was dry humping a girlfriend <laughs> and came in my pants. And then like five minutes later, her parents came home unexpectedly. And I had to meet her dad, like shake his hand 
with a big fucking wet spot in my jeans, <laughs> in the crotch of my jeans. Oh my god! And I got the fuck out of there as fast as I could. I believe you did. I well, I wonder if he saw. Maybe him and the girl that I used to jerk off next to in seventh grade, like get together and have like a self help group where they dis- discuss how scarring meeting me was. <laughs> I think I've really ruined a lot of people's lives. <laughs> I think there's people in therapy right now because of me all across this great United States of ours. I mean, you you definitely affect people that you meet, talk to, or touch. I don't, I'm not necessarily trying to, like, ruin people emotionally. I don't think you ruin... Well, I mean, I'm sure you've ruined some people emotionally. You gotta think there's people with a very uh, sensitive palate, <laughs> if you will. Those people are probably... have nightmares about me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not that sorry. I'm a little sorry. Where were we? So anyway. <laughs> oh, well, I was asking you about, like, you know, I thought it was weird that you guys didn't get a bonus for being in the special, on the special team. Oh, back to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there's nothing else interesting to say about that job. We've hit all the high points. <laughs> well, you have to tell, you know, your friend's reaction when you guys told him. He, here's the thing about that guy. He, like, nothing nothing really bugs him that much. So I remember him thinking it was funny. Yeah. And I remember him having, like, the most healthy attitude about it that you could possibly imagine a person having. And coming from, like, a 15 or 16-year-old, looking back, it's pretty impressive. But because of how well I know him, it's not surprising to me at all that that was his reaction. I have a couple other stories where a normal person probably would have stopped being my friend. And he was like, you know, it's like there's more important things out there than this moment. And, you know, for all the negatives that Lou has, the positives have outweighed it. But, yeah, it's he was really cool about it. <laughs> I think he was a little bit like, well, that's fucked up. <laughs> but I mean, but he wasn't like you. He, he wasn't like you guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah, I remember him being like, well, that's fucked up. I mean, that's that's the way to be, dude. That's cool. Oh, I. Yeah, I have so many awesome stories coming from that guy and like him being in situations that are just so weird and awkward and fucked up and him being him makes it way funnier and way more awkward. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some I've got some fucking really good stories about him, but that's for another time. That that's a fucking it's one of my that's a good dude. (laughs) I like that dude. Um, and that's U.S. Research Company. So uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully now you guys know exactly what the insides of a telephone survey office <laughs> are like, in at least in 1990-whatever. Nightmarish. So, uh, yeah, next episode. You know what's coming up? Let me have it. Why don't you take a guess? Oh, fuck, I got no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever you guess, it's better. I'll say... I, I don't think this is correct, but I'm going to say it's another food industry job. It is. Okay. You're correct. It is Bob Chin's Crab House. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that one you remember. I I can't go there. Okay, so yeah, obviously I remember this one. Yeah, but we're going we're to have some fun next episode. I, I can't go there and eat without thinking of that. Listen, guys, next episode, I'm going to tell you about my stint working at Bob Chin's Crab House in Wheeling, Illinois. Table for two, right this way. (laughs) 
guys. We'll talk to you next week.